five-ish fangirls, I love you. And I'm one of the five-ish. In fact, I'm the biggest one of the five-ish. I am the sixth Doctor Colin Baker, and I wish you all well. Have fun. continue all the way to episode 421 of the five ish fangirls podcast and if you're to watch to read to consume lists have gotten a little short never fear we are here welcome everyone to this week's episode of the five ish fangirls podcast so glad to join us Let's start off like we do every week with the virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hey. Happy June. It is now June. It is now very warm. I got sunburned uh, over the weekend. Wouldn't be surprised. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. The, the, the AC <laughs> in, in our library building where I work, uh, it only works in certain parts of the building and only on certain days. Mm. And you can never guess which day it's going to work. So that makes doing morning story times a lot of fun. Yeah. Make the sarcasm, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, Duly noted, yes. Yeah. <laughs> our problem so, is, is our apartment does not heat up or cool down equally. Oh, in between between rooms, so oh. yeah. So if I'm here in the office, I'm usually freezing. Uh-huh. And then in our bedroom, it's it's significantly warmer. It's like our apartment is only so big (laughs) with so many rooms. It's like Mm -hmm. you're like, can I can I can I funnel some of that cold air from from one room to another? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the fans to move it can help, but then it can also hurt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because we only have we only have the one ceiling fan. So we such as apartment living. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But anywho, let's do the news. Not a whole lot. Uh, although Amazon has decided that mercilessly, mercilessly, is that a word? Mercilessly. Mercifully? <laughs> no, because there's no mercy involved. Oh, uh, <laughs> Dang, okay. Whatever the opposite of that is. <laughs> okay. Uh, un- yeah, something like that. I know words. Um, uh, just not coming at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, they want to antagonize all of the Good Omens fans with just a little bit. So... Uh, we got the opening credit sequence, which is 
in the same style as season one's, mm-hmm. that same animation style. The theme song is still the same. Um, it's just the adventures that uh, little little Crowley and little Aziraphale go on while the credits are going um, are different. And, the, of course, it's chock full of Easter eggs. So. Uh-huh. You want to sit there and watch it frame by frame by frame and look for yourself. Go ahead, or I'm sure somebody's already done it. Hey, you could go read their analysis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just like, but it's it comes at the end of July. That's the end of next month. Right. Can we have a little something? I'm sure they're going to give us more. We're going to get a trailer at some point, I'm sure, the next month or so. One would hope. Yeah. But at this point, it's just like, it's the principle of the thing, you know? Yes. Quit poking the bear. Mm It's like, I, I, I have so you know so much stuff to look forward to and every now and then i'll be like oh yeah good omens is coming back awesome so yes (laughs) when you really need a little kick in the pants to improve your mood yes (laughs) remember that so um so that's actually really it <laughs> other than that it's been a little quiet though but we are in a new month so that means yes. book club yes so our book for this month is the big finish audio death in blackpool another eighth doctor adventure and then book choices for next month i'm still kind of keeping with the big finish theme just because i know it's coming down the pipe <laughs> mm-hmm. And no new books or, I mean, most of the books that are available we have done. So um, Light at the End, Dark Eyes Volume 1, Horror of Glam Rock, and Sword of Orion are the choices. Mm -hmm. All very good. Make your votes known. Yep. Make your votes known. Yep. Or if you have suggestions for audiobooks that you'd like me to put on, please feel free to let me know. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know me, I'm partial to multi-doctor stories, so I'm like, oh, let yeah. the end! <laughs> I, I know, there's not too many multi-doctor ones, so. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Let's do well, the big multi-doctor one! Mm-hmm. Yes, where they got everybody in the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Because it was the 50th anniversary audio. So Yes. So, so, Rachel, are you showing your hand for what you're going to be voting for? Or what I need, no. to, or what I need to mark you down for? Okay. Maybe. 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 Noted. <laughs> <laughs> Although at the same time, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to wait a little closer to the 60th. So. True. Yeah. Uh-huh. These are first world fandom problems, seriously. Yes. <laughs> In the worst way. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that is 
it. So let's move on to feedback. So we'll feedback from Shalane, of course. Said one thing I forgot to mention about the Guardians holiday special when Rocket got Bucky's arm that Bucky is going to be in Thunderbolts or Thunderbolts is going to take place before Hawkeye the series, which makes sense, which it might if it ever happens because right now Thunderbolts, <laughs> right now Thunderbolts is on pause because of the writer's strike. So, yeah. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with that one. It's very interesting to see what has been put on pause and what is still in production. Because mm -hmm. of where you are in the production yeah. process. Like, if you've got a finalized script, you don't necessarily need writers. So, you know, if you want to make tweaks, you know, a lot of times the director may do that or you know sometimes cast will come up with ideas for changes to the script so i don't know where script doctors fall I'm in that pretty, with the wga I'm, I'm pretty sure they are they, they fall under that so script doctors might just be yeah they, they may be verboten from from doing their jobs as well. I mean, it all depends yeah. on if you're part of the guild or not, which yeah, I'm sure a lot of the major ones are. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not, it's like, well, you know, keep doing your thing. Yeah. So yeah, when whenever we get Thunderbolts, we will see. Oh, goodness. Uh, so the other thing I forgot to mention about Karen Gillan is Nebula. I always thought she was wearing a ball cap to cover her head, but nope, she shaved it. I think her hair will grow back since she finished Guardians. As far as I know, Karen shaved her head for the first one, and she has been doing the bald cap thing for all appearances since. Yeah, although I think she's been. Keeping I think her she'll hair cut her hair shorter to yeah, make it she, easier. Yeah, she keeps it. Yeah, she she's been keeping it relatively short, so she doesn't have to shove all of that gorgeous, frankly, red hair yeah. <laughs> under the bald cap. But yeah. yeah, now that I mean, who who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Like, please go. Yeah. Please grow your hair out, because I'm just like, ah, all that hair, <laughs> and it's so. So nice and red. Yeah. I was like, oh, how long it takes. I used to have really long hair and then I cut it short and then it went curly and it just, I cannot keep it long <laughs> anymore. So like people who have long hair, I'm like, bless you. <laughs> yeah. I've had everything from hair down to my butt to really, really short and everything in between. So yeah. But yeah, I think uh, once Karen saw just how long it would take her to grow her hair out, <laughs> back uh -huh. out, yeah, it would it could be a hindrance for other acting gigs. So yeah, but if you have at least a little bit of hair, then you could do things like extensions. Mm -hmm. But you have to have at least some hair <laughs> to be able to. Yeah. Do that, so. Indeed. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. One thing about the Barbie movie, it's kind of like the Lego movie with Chris Pratt and also Will Ferrell. Uh, except Barbie's not animated, but it still looks fun. Yeah, it, it, it kind of, where it's like, you know, this well-known, like, toy, I you know, IP product that mm-hmm. we played, we all played with as kids, and then they make a f- movie about it, and we find out that it is in the real world, kind of, sort of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a bit Lego movie-ish. And all the, all the fan art renderings <laughs> of the mug shots with yeah. two different characters yeah. have been completely yeah. brilliant yeah <laughs> yeah well, they made I like, I, yeah i i don't I know like, if they're first i don't know if there's something that, that are out there for uh you know the public to buy but i saw on the barbie tiktok that they had custom uh, dolls that look like each of the cast members. So Margot Robbie's look like Margot Robbie, and oh, she wow. look like she <laughs> He's like, wow, his wow. hair is better than mine. So, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Which, when you think about it, is very meta because mm-hmm. they'll make yeah. they've made Barbies. Mm-hmm. it's the bar it's usually still the barbie face mm-hmm. dressed up as movie characters yeah tie-ins because like i have barbie in the pink jackie o inspired outfit from legally blonde 2 nice uh in storage somewhere uh but it's barbie it's not reese witherspoon so right. the fact that there are now Barbies connected to a Barbie movie, but it's not the Barbie shape. It's actually the Barbie looks like the actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, very wild. Uh, she says, last thing about streaming, I think Disney decided to stream their movies a month after it's released on digital DVD because that's what they did for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. I mean... I'm sure that the time in between theater release and when it gets released on DVD slash Blu-ray slash digital and then goes to streaming sure, probably is a combination of how well it's doing in the box office and what else is coming down the pipeline. It's, I think it's a combination of that uh, that and the, the timing and everything. So there's people that get, get paid a crap ton of money to figure that sort of stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not me. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, yeah, the, the, the time from theater release to Disney Plus did seem a little fast, and that's probably because it didn't do that well in the movie theater but that's just my speculation well it all comes down to commerce at the end of the day dollars and cents yo 
But that is Shalane's feedback. So we're going to move on to this week's main topic, which we have not done this in like two and a half years. Okay, I was wondering how long it's been. <laughs> it has been a I, while I know, since I we like, have done this. <laughs> I noticed how we're doing this. I'm like, oh, wow, it has been a while. But here we yeah. go. But considering that our birthday is coming up this Thursday as we're recording this. Yes. June 8th, which is also Colin Baker's birthday. Yep. Um, which... Yeah, by the time you listen to this, you've already heard the beginning of the show, and now you know why Colin Baker's bumper is the one that's opened up this episode. Uh (laughs) And it's not just because Rachel's the one who edits the episodes together. Yeah. (laughs) Is this also our our golden birthday? Or do we have one more? No, yeah, we have one more. This is nine for us. Okay. This is going to be number gotcha. nine. Number, number nine. nine. Okay. Number nine. So, wait. Yeah. That would have been last year then. Last year was their golden birthday. Eight on the eighth. Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay. Yep. Yep. Which means next year we'll be doing 10. And I have Woo-hoo! no idea. I, don't know if, <laughs> I have no idea how we're going to celebrate next year, but we'll have a year to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, an in-person meet would be so appropriate, but holy cow. It would be. Yeah. It would be. Oh. Someone who's got money, make that happen for us, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yes. in the meantime, uh, we figure for our ninth, for our, <laughs> well, yeah, our ninth birthday, um, that it would be fun to kind of check in with all of us and see what the heck we're all doing in between podcast recordings <laughs> besides Indeed. our day jobs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do we got going on? What are we watching? What are we reading? That sort of thing. So, uh, and very appropriately that's exactly what we're going to start with reading yes oh my goodness some of us be are prepared ridiculous. the yeah. show notes are going to be full not not oh. that your to be read to be read lists are like short or anything but uh <laughs> yeah exactly but the thing is like i just finished like a handful of books like like in the last month or so so you know um i'm well on on pace to uh meet my my goodreads goal for the year um (laughs) so um so yeah so like the the stuff that i've finished recently because i still think it bears mentioning um is let's see uh most recently finished in the last couple days 
is cast the origins of our discontents by Isabel Wilkerson, um, which is a real, she's a Pulitzer prize winner. Um, and it is uh, an examination of the caste system um, and how it is shaped mostly America, but uh, she also dives into um, the, the, uh, the, the goose steppers of the, the 30s and 40s because uh, they, they did something very similar. <laughs> so in comparison, and some of the, the, the way that India imposed a caste system both yeah, before was, and after the, mm -hmm. the, the partition. Yeah. Um, I was good. I was gonna say I was like India is pretty infamous for and with their caste, caste system is mm -hmm. still affecting their society to this day. In fact, yes. yeah. So it's mm -hmm. it's it gets interesting. Let's yeah. just say that. Uh -huh. yeah. There were there were several times where I would I you know she would be talking about something and I would just be like shaking my head like really really. <laughs> Mm -hmm. people really yeah this is how we treat each other yeah like, seriously yeah oh well you've seen twitter yes you've i know yeah. you've seen yeah. tumblr yeah. you've seen social media like yeah you've seen part and, of so. like, it, it, it helps. the attitude the attitude is just it's just that's human nature yeah i'm sorry it's, to say it, it puts a lot of things into perspective um but i mean it still is it's not pleasant to 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 read about it so um you know if you if you don't get through this book and you aren't just a slightly pissed off then i think there might be something wrong with you honestly uh <laughs> either pissed off or disappointed or sad for the people that have been affected by just or, human or nature <laughs> or if you or if you are a student of history and you just have no faith in humanity anyway you're just kind of like yep i know everyone's yep. everyone's assholes yep um oh uh so yeah i just finished that a few days ago and then before that i uh uh read most of these are audiobooks but i i still refer to it as read uh charlie and the chocolate factory nice. by raw doll um narrated by eric idol oh nice. <laughs> nice, that, nice that is very appropriate and yes. he makes voices he tries to do voices for all the characters and it's 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 hilarious uh and it's really wild how different the book the the gene wilder uh, mm -hmm. movie that we've all come to know and love did you know diverts from the book mm -hmm. um, apparently the tim burton version is actually way more spot on uh, spot on to the book so uh, which is just crazy to think about honestly but yeah you're right yeah mm -hmm. um and then uh, Dying of politeness, politeness, a memoir, which is Gina Davis's memoir. Cool. Um, which uh, the audio book is is read by her. Um, 
and quite, 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 she's quite fun to listen to. And of course, you know, she's been in Hollywood for a very long time as an actress. Um, so of course she's got all sorts of stories to tell. Um, yeah, I had, I was told, I told Chauncey one, at one point when I was, I was listening to it, I said, so Gina Davis goes to work on a league of her own. And at that mm-hmm. point she, you know, she'd been in Hollywood for a while and was making a name for herself. She'd done Beetlejuice and the fly and, you know, movies like that, uh, before league. Um, but, um, because of the way she raised, she was raised, she's always been, always tried to be pleasant to everybody, you know, speaking, you know, like kind of a caste system, even within Hollywood, how like, you know, directors and stars of films are treated a certain way versus like, you know, the poor person that has to duct tape down wires, maybe isn't looked upon as nicely. So she's always tried to 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 be treat everyone equally, regardless of what their title may be. So that she goes to do a league of her own and meets Tom Hanks, <laughs> and she gets what uh, she she's mostly joking, but she becomes royally pissed off at just how nice he is <laughs> and how much nicer he is than she is. <laughs> It's a nice off around here. It is. It was. <laughs> so. Nice off. I love it. Oh, that that's perfect. I mean, how nice everyone can be. Be. Yeah. That's what we need more of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then if you also if you want to 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 smile, this I actually have a physical copy because it was it was given to me uh, as a gift. But it's uh, Carol Burnett's book in such good company, 11 Years of Laughter and Mayhem. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And mayhem. fun in the oh, sandbox. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's mostly about her time on the Carol Burnett show. Um, oh, especially with know, Tim her, Conway her, and yeah, her co-stars company. and the 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 uh, yeah, the, all the guest stars and and stuff. It's a it's a few years old. I think this was printed in like 2016. Okay. So, um, yeah, for, unfortunately, she talks about find. she talks about a few people that are no longer with us, like Betty White. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Carol in this book is talking about how she's excited to celebrate Betty's 100th birthday with her. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, oh, she didn't know it was 2016. No, yeah. Oh. So. Oh yeah. yeah, well, you know, People Magazine mm-hmm. put that out right before. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. Anyway, wait, we all thought Betty was gonna make it, so yeah, yeah, um, we all did. Yeah. Yes. So those are all ones I recently finished. At the moment, I am listening to "Everybody Wins" for decades of the greatest board games ever made. Nice. I know sounds like it could be very droll and sounds interesting academic. <laughs> It's not, especially if you do the audio version. It's read by the author. His name's James Wallace. He's British. Oh, cool. And, so, and he injects some of his own opinions and cracks jokes um, and sometimes pokes fun at some of the games because uh, he's like a, an expert. 
Um, so he knows a thing or two about the different game types and uh, mechanics and game design and stuff. Um, but because he's British, of course, it's in that dry British humor that I find utterly hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yes. And there were se there have been several times where I'm listening to it in the car and he will say something and I about spit take all over my steering wheel. So. <laughs> <laughs> um and i am a quarter of the way through that so it's 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 a long book um <laughs> so uh it's i got i got a ways to go um but once i finish that i have already gotten from my library on the the libby app is uh scar tissue um which is uh anthony kiedis's memoir anthony kiedis from the red hot chili peppers that should be interesting i'm sure it will be i'm sure it will be it is not read by him it is read by writer strong but um but yeah i'm sure it will be quite interesting <laughs> so so i'm kind of on a biography history kick nothing wrong with that at all Mm-hmm. Those can be a lot of fun, especially if you get, um, like with the audiobooks, you get a good, a good narrator. They're just, they're just fun. Mm -hmm. So that's where I am at the moment. I could do more, but I'm all... <laughs> You guys have to go too. So yeah. well, <laughs> well, I've just I'm, been yeah. Yeah. Chrissy, you can go and then I can go oh, if you okay. want. That's okay. Well I I've, I've kind of been doing both audio and and you know Kindle slash print books and and I, I'm going to say using my authority as a librarian, audiobooks listening to audiobooks is is reading. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yes because honestly yes. sometimes that is all the reading it's all the time all that's all what i have time for so mm -hmm. uh -huh. I, on my commute i i listen to audiobooks and um things like that so today yep. actually i just finished uh the fountains of silence by brutus sepetis um if you are familiar with her work she has written books like um salt to the sea um what's the other one between shades of gray uh, she does historical fiction, primarily young adult, but it also it, she, she's also known as kind of a crossover author because so many adults also read her stuff. But her forte is kind of like uh, historical fiction about times in history that don't get a lot of attention. Um, like Salt to the Sea, which I think is my favorite one of hers I've read, uh, is about the, the sinking of the Wilhelm Gustaloff which I had no idea about until I read this book and this, and that was about the ship that sank um, because the, you know, World War II was ending and people were trying to escape Germany, I believe. Um, and they just overfilled this ship with people. Like, you know, we talked about the Titanic, how there were no, not enough lifeboats and everything. Well, this ship, it had, it had too many people for its capacity because everybody was trying to just get out. And um, if I remember right, it hit a storm, a really bad storm in, in the Baltic Sea and just sank like a rock. 
um, just because it was so overfilled. Um, and she just has this way of just weaving narrative. Well, anyway, Fountains of Silence is again about a historical event that does not, you know, isn't isn't talked about enough, but it is about so the Spanish Civil War happened in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. And this is about I, I, yeah, Holly, you spent some time in Spain, if I remember yes. right. Yes. 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 So, yes. so this is about the immediate aftermath and how, you know, uh the Francisco Franco was Franco, a dictator. Yep. Yeah, Franco. Mm-hmm. He was a yep, dictator. And uh, all his political enemies or, you know, people who did not agree with him, um, they were basically considered persona non grata yep. to the point they took their children away and uh-huh. they like lied about like, 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 like mothers would go in to have babies and this baby's perfectly healthy and fine. But then the doctors would like take the baby away and go tell them, oh, your baby died because, and, and they're like considered, and it's all because the parents like maybe maybe their parents were on the wrong side of the war and so now that like we have to purge this this they call it the red gene i guess because it's yep. uh, yeah um that's ringing bells so yeah. yeah 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 so major and, and time like, of terror in spain at pre- that time <laughs> oh anyway this book it falls so it's like it follows this girl named Anna, who is, um, she's, she lives in Spain. Her parents were um, uh, the Republicans that were beaten uh, in the war. Her father was killed. Her mother was a prisoner and then, you know, was, was, was killed. And she is working at the American hotel because they finally started letting Americans come because Americans had money and they could, you know, business interests and they wanted to show off, Hey, look, Spain is so amazing. And we're not under a, ruthless dictator and we're going to show off the very best so she so Anna is working at the hotel but she lives with her siblings and just this it's like a it's not even calling it a shack would be a, a compliment is <laughs> overselling it um but then but this boy from from Texas well he's like 18 or 19 he uh, his 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 parents his dad is in oil and and he but he's a photographer he doesn't want to go into the the family business but his mother's from Spain and he speaks Spanish and he like wants to see the real Spain and take pictures of it. Um, Cause he wants to go, cause he's, he's like a finalist for a photography thing uh, contest. And he gets in with a, with the actual like um, journalist that's attached to the American embassy and a lot of things happen. And it's told from several different points of view where like there's, there's Daniel, who's the, the, the American kid. Um, there's Anna, who's the, the maid at the hotel and, and the hotel working at the hotel is actually a big deal because Americans tip very, very well. Mm-hmm. So they get money. Um, but then like her sister, they have a baby and, and she's a seamstress and her, her, her sister's husband works like in a slaughterhouse. And there's this, this other, this other guy who's friends with her other brother um, who he wants to be a matador so he can earn money to help protect the kids. But he grew up in an orphanage and he's like always known about this whole, stolen babies but he could never but you know it's like a police state so right. I, I yeah so it's just I mean if you've never read anything by Ruta Sapetis you really should should rectify that because she is just so good at getting the historical documents and and researching history and putting putting like a human face on it because like mm-hmm. all of these characters 
I could totally I, I, like, and, and I'm just learning about this, this history and, uh, but I could totally see that these characters could be real people. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just from the, the point of view that they're expressing and, and what's going on. And, and basically the whole theme of the book is they're so, they're, they're scared into silence that, that, that the silence just kind of makes it hard for this for this story to get out for people to know and understand what's going on but they are so conditioned by the the totalitarianism that they just don't talk about it and they just and even there's like an author's note at the end where she's where she talks about how um there are people that want to talk about it but then like their elders are like oh no 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 we don't you know it's over it's done with it's in the past we're not going to discuss it that it's that it's like only recently that they started to like open up cases of of children who were taken from their parents and their parents were told that they that the baby died but then they go to orphanages and the and the babies are adopted to families that no idea like like the the one baby and the thing in the story um they just say yeah she was just left on she was just left here just abandoned we have no idea who she is or who her parents were or what her name was and they just assign her a number but it turns out she actually does have parents and who are their, their parents are wondering where she went and they're mm-hmm. very upset so anyway that's fountains of silence i uh probably spent more time on that than i should have because i have other books i want to talk about uh but yeah i just like i said i just finished it today i loved it and yeah now i'm like i gotta go research this because holy cow this is just it's heartbreaking and I mean, even I'm, even later with some of the stuff that franco yeah. did and then him getting out of power it it's yeah it's shocking and eye-opening let's just put it that way from the yeah. history class i haven't seen i've got this on my to purchase pile <laughs> well move it up because oh boy geez. yeah i think i'm going to because it does yeah. i mean i enjoyed my time there i love the yeah. history from spain so yeah this one's mm-hmm. most definitely going to be on my well, list and it's it's interesting because you know you go through go through history and they talk about you know the spanish were you know in the 1500s 1600s they were this this kind of the superpower almost because they're exploring and colonizing and doing all this stuff and they have money and wealth and then they just kind of disappear from history of, as being an important country and it's just kind of like I'm like asking why is that like what happened so now I'm like kind of getting into this whole thing so it's mm-hmm. history is just it's fascinating it is sad at times well, a lot of the time mm-hmm. but it just you know you just kind of and think cyclical like, <laughs> yes yes history I'm just sitting there going like huh I mean some of this isn't perfectly familiar but there's a there's a ring of it rhymes let us say history yeah. rhymes mm-hmm. so, so anyway but yeah i just anytime and i i had no idea that this book was out and i was like oh it's rudis of Hades. i need to read it i need to read that and that's all i needed to know um but yeah so so she's highly recommended fountains of silence really great um and then kind of going down my list i found this one it's called daughter of no worlds by carissa broadbent i found this one on kindle unlimited so uh, if you have a Kindle, uh, if you have a KU account, or you know, it's 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 on Amazon. So this one's a fantasy. I'm still in the middle of it. Um, basically, the premise is this girl named Tisana is um, she is uh, enslaved in one kingdom, but she has magical ability and she wants to go, you know, study at the you know the 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 academy for 
for magic users and there's like two different kinds of magic there's the magic connected to the night and the magic connected to the day um and she escapes from her captor and she and she gets to the to the academy like basically you know she's she's like on the run and on her own and, and like she's practically dead by the time she gets there but they're all like oh well all the mentors have been given out but there's this one guy who's kind of a hermit and he doesn't want to be part of the order anymore but you know we'll make him help you but he his magic is like the opposite of hers and and he's actually not that much older than she is but he teaches her and she you know figures out it's also interesting how they explain that she's speaking a different language i mean obviously when you write a book you kind of have to have your 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 um your audience know what's going on so it has to be uh-huh. written in you know english or, or whatever but like she will say things like the grammar isn't quite right and they're all like oh right that's tisana speech <laughs> that's just how because like she knows the language but she doesn't quite and it's kind of an interesting it's kind of a fun little little mechanism in the book where it's like, oh yeah, I get it. She she doesn't know the language very well, so she has to substitute words that kind of work but kind of don't. And her mentor Max is his name. Well, it's it's short for something, but I can't pronounce it. Um, but they call him Max all the time because he hates his long name. Um, but he he's like, okay, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And you know, there's a little bit of a love story going on with those two and. And all is not as it seems in the kingdom, speaking of. So I'm actually, I'm only halfway done with it. Um, but it's it's really good so far. It's the first in a series. So I'm kind of hoping to keep on with the series. And then um, this next series that I've been, I've actually been listening to on audio is the Charlie Davidson series by Dorinda Jones. It, the first book is First Grave on the Right, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, it, it's a 13 book series. It's already finished. It's been out for a while, but the premise is uh, Charlie Davidson. Well, her, it's, char- it's short for Charlotte. Uh, she is a private investigator who is also the Grim Reaper. <laughs> but in, in this in this case, the Grim Reaper, um, she helps people who have not who have passed on, but who have not crossed over. Uh, you know, if there's unfinished business, or there's stuff they've got to, you know, that they they just haven't you know gone to the other side yet and and she helps them do that but then so it, it's a little bit and and, it, and it because she can talk to to people who they, shoot, they call them the departed because she can talk to the departed she can actually ask people who like have been murdered or you know been victims of crimes like hey what happened and her uncle is a detective um and it takes place in albuquerque so so he's a detective with the with the albuquerque police department and so she can like, and she's done this since she was little. Um, she can give him hints of, you know, hey, you know, go check this place out, or this is what happened. And and her dad and her uncle know that she has this ability, um, but there's like more to it. So I'm like, um, book five, I think. Yes. Okay. okay. I took a quick break. Um, when when you when I saw you had this, I'm just like, why does that sound familiar? Come to find out. I have the whole series on my Kindle because a long time ago, there was this whole great big snafu with pricing. Ah. And I got big time refund because of the price gouging. So I could buy 
and I bought you- this series without realizing <laughs> it was like because somebody had recommended to them to me. Uh-huh. I bought them, completely forgot about them. So now I'm going to have to go and uh... yeah, yeah, you really should. <laughs> it's kind it. of it's it's kind of in that vein of like um, the Dresden Files because she's Ooh. always you know sarcastic and kind mm-hmm. of jokey a little bit about things. I mean, she's the freaking Grim Reaper. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, so, some pretty terrible things do happen to her. I won't spoil what it is, um, but it, like what happens? Because I listened to the audiobook, and I think it was almost ten times worse listening to it than than it probably would have been reading it. But it's done in such a way that it's like she, you know, uh, uh, the author is like, okay, I'm pretty sure people are going to be squeaky about this and probably have a hard time with it. So I'll just kind of describe what's going on so you get the gist but not like be real gory if that makes sense uh-huh. um, and it and then she does have to deal with that in, in later books and it's actually pretty um pretty respectful about about that kind of thing so so nice but but it's it's a lot of fun and you know she gets she's she's like I said she's quippy she's got a good sense of humor and again there is a love story um and that kind of th- kind of thing to it. So it, it it's fun. It's fun. And yes, they all make make uh, jokes about her name being Charlie Davidson. Um. So, but she just goes with it, and and it works out. And then my last one, I actually this is uh, the Queen and the Knave by Sarah M. Eden. It actually isn't out yet. I got the E arc from Net Galley, but this is the fifth book in the Dread Penny Society series, which is a series. It's it's a Victorian historical mystery slash romance series. It's under the proper romance label. It's published by Shadow Mountain, which is a local um, uh, publishing house here in Utah. Um, But this one, most of the proper romance are like, you know, sort of your Jane Austen-y type of historical fiction. Well, this one's also a little bit of a mystery and a thriller because it is the Dread Penny Society is a society of penny dreadful authors and it actually and the, and the story actually goes into like the history and cultural significance of penny dreadful stories um oh. but these, these penny dreadful authors who like their leader well okay he's more like he's more like the second in command because their leader is the dread master you don't know who this person is throughout the series but but fletcher walker is sort of the 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 head of this of the society and he used to be like a street urchin who worked his way up and now he's like very he, he is very well off because of his writing success and this is all in the first book um and they are they the, the society is dedicated to like helping out you know street urchins orphans you know widows people who are in trouble because there's a lot of people there's a lot of you know really creepy people who would take advantage of them so so the 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 society the dps as they as they are called they you know use their combined skills and resources because there there is another another man who's actually is a gentleman but he writes penny dreadfuls under a pseudonym because he likes it it's it's fun um so it's a it's a uh the fifth book is like i said the queen and the knave which will come out in September, but start with The Lady and the Highwayman if you want to, to read it. It's a lot of fun, and it's, because because they have to, they, they figure, you have to figure out, like, the first book, they're, like, trying to figure out who's stealing these urchin kids, like, and who's making them commit crimes and, and things they want them to get out of these dangerous situations, 
And so it's like they're, they're doing charitable work and they're also taking down like crime bosses and all these things. At the same time, they're writing Penny Dreadfuls and there's actually chapters of, there's always two different Penny Dreadful stories that are like intermingled with the main story. And you get so invested in these in these Penny Dreadfuls because it's a different story, but it kind of ties into the main story of what's going on. And so you're like, you know, you're reading along and like, okay, Fletcher and Elizabeth and everybody. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's this ghost story that Fletcher Walker's been working on. And I'm like, oh, I got to know what happens next. <laughs> and in fact, they are putting out a collection of all the Penny Dreadfuls. It's just like called the Dread Penny Society collection or something. So that's going to come out and it's going to oh. have all of the Penny Dreadful stories in there. And it's it's very, it's very cool. It's very like, um leaning on like the the tradition of like pulp pulp novels dime store stories mm -hmm. which you know are kind of the 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 low literature at the time but they're also very just fun and entertaining and some are so, some are kind of creepy because there's there's one um in one of the stories or because because there's uh one of the penny one of the penny dreadful authors he's a he's a doctor he's a surgeon but in the writes Penny Dreadfuls on the side. So he's he's writing this story about uh, um, a grave, well, what do they call it? A grave digger, I guess. Or, you know, the, the what do they call them? It's well, the people who like exhume dead bodies to, you know, for for medical research, I guess. I know there's a name for it. Forensic pathology? Necromancer? <laughs> no, no. Like they just, there was a, there's even a big Finnish audio about it. Burke and oh. Hare, those guys, they, they dig out, they dig up bodies and sell them to people because they're like studying. Grave robbers? Grave <laughs> robbers, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, he, 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 writes a, he writes a Penny Dreadful that is sort of, that's supposed to be based in fact, but it's really not, or, you know, there's a little bit of urban legend to it. So it, it gets a little creepy, but also fun. So anyway, that's the Dread Penny Society. It's wrapping up in September, and I have an e-arc of the Queen and the Knave, and I don't want to talk too much about it, because there is a huge reveal at the end of book four, and if you haven't read book four, um, or if you don't have read the series at all, it kind of, it took me, it, it, it took Three me for a loop. <laughs> yes, very, because it has to do with the Dread Master's identity, and like, because the whole time everyone's thinking, like, well, who is it? We don't know, and they all think it's Fletcher, and 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 he continually just denies it. It's not me. It's not me. But they're like, well, who the heck could this be? And yeah, seriously, <laughs> it's like it's the last person you could think. And that's probably too much spoiler as it is. So anyway, so that's what I've been reading so far. I could go on, but other people need to turn. Same here. Um, I've been going back and. Um, checking out some of the early Dungeons and Dragons novels, um, the Dragonlance series by Margaret Rice and Tracy Dickman. Um, the first book is called The Dragons of Autumn Twilight, where the group gets together and they have to deal with these dragons. And then I've been trying to find other ones and checking the used bookshops and finding some on the cheap and kind of been doing the Doctor Who thing where I read one, I'm like, okay, well, let me try that one. And then it references something like oh okay I've heard that and get more backstory so it's they're really enjoyable kind of sh the other 
the ones that aren't done by Tracy Hickman and um, Margaret Weiss are a little bit shorter, about two to 300 pages, while their main ones are three to 400. But I find them, in, I find them enjoyable. It, some high fantasy, but you get, you get all the fun enjoyment. Um, and then two kind of laugh out loud funnies by one author that I'm sure Christy is familiar with because I mm-hmm. he's now in your hometown, <laughs> lives in your yes. Dan, the Dan Shamble Zombie PI series by Kevin J. Anderson. And what it says on the tin, Dan Shamble was a investigator, winds up getting killed, coming back, and he's still solving crimes with his buddy. And oh my goodness, the humor. <laughs> <laughs> and these are absolutely fantastic. And then also by Kevin J. Anderson, it's um, the business series. And the first book is Dragon Business. So it's kind of, <laughs> how to explain it? It's kind of, it's his version of fantasy, but it still has the humor aspect to it. Princess Bride and... I wouldn't say Game of Thrones, but there's there's the good humor <laughs> humor there. Well okay. worth well worth the reads because he his second book for that one is coming out via Kickstarter, and I he's got the print books. I'm not sure when it's going to hit the main brick and mortar where you can order. It should be coming up. Um, then I've also been reading the Dipping My Toe into the Discworld series by Ooh. Terry. <laughs> uh, that's how shall we put it? Fantasy meets my, my Monty Python. <laughs> very, <laughs> very I, yeah, very I was like, I haven't done the Discworld. I I started with uh, oh crap, what's that? The Long Earth. Mm-hmm. which is also terry pratchett which is okay but i'm wondering if i should probably just jump on the bad wagon and go over the Discworld because that's what everybody says if you're going to read terry pratchett that's what you should read so yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the last one that i'm reading right now is called empire of exiles by aaron m evans it's basically this whole kind of intrigue um, 23 years ago, Duke with the Grudge takes over the Empire, gets rid of a whole bunch of people. The Duke fails. His sorcerer pal got put in jail. And Princess yes, disappears. Thank <laughs> you. And now an apprentice who's doing all the scribe work comes to the city thinking he's doing somebody doing a different job and getting some relics for his job at the archives but they're instruments to cause another revolution <laughs> uh as as you do <laughs> right so they're trying say, wait a minute to- wasn't this kind of the premise of the dungeons and dragons movie <laughs> <laughs> not kind of but not quite nope <laughs> so and this guy happens to witness the murder and believes the story. So now they got to get down to the bottom of the thing and 
find out who has the key to help them stop this from happening. So I'm thinking it's part of the trilogy or four book series, but so far I am enjoying it. It's a very interesting kind of high fantasy, but still a touch of a Dungeons and Dragons feel to it too, because Aaron M. Evans has written in the Lost Realm um, universe from what I've done for my research. Yeah, I, I was just like, I know that name. Why do I know that name? And I, I think with the Redstone like, Angel series mm -hmm. is the ones that she worked on. Okay, yeah. That's the first one that popped up after they searched Empire of Exiles, clicked on her name, like, yep, there it is. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yes. That is what I have been reading. I don't know. Brittany just bought some stuff because <laughs> of her birthday. I did. Yeah. We were just like, hmm, <laughs> you want suggestions? Here you go. <laughs> yeah, but I just bought the whip dog. That's right. Yes. And I've been wanting to read these because I. I've seen at least the fourth season of the Netflix show, and I really liked it. I played a bit of the third game before it got off Game Pass, and I really liked that. So I'm like, I'm going to get these books. I've been meaning to get them for years. And then Saturday, I went to Barnes & Noble, and they were there, and you're like, you know what? Fine, I'm just going to buy them all. And then, best, best way to do it, because then you yeah, know exactly. you have to wait. <laughs> And I'm, I was going to start reading the first book. It's the second, I think, like either the second or third one actually published, but the recommended first one to read. It's a bunch of short stories. Lo and behold, I find that I left that one in my sister's car. Oh, no. So, like, oh, no. And with all schedules, we don't get to meet up so fast. I'm like, oh, no, what am I going to do? <laughs> so I decided to just go to Audible because I still have a lot of credit. I'm like, I'm just going to get this, <laughs> get it on go. audio. So, and I just started listening to it this morning on my way to walk. And I'm like, I think about a quarter way through of it. Well, this way it'll give you an idea of how some things are pronounced. So Exactly, exactly especially because like, it, it's a fantasy book and they also who like wrote it he's polish and i think he's even though it's translated into english but i think they still have a bit of his influence in it so i'm like how are you gonna call some of these creatures and character names so, hmm. besides that that's all i've kind of been reading because lately i just been in a like a rut like i have all these books i want to read I haven't been able to decide of what. Like, I have all these books that I already own. And mm -hmm. then the library has all stuff to offer. And I've been like, ooh, do I want to read that? that? I just couldn't decide. Sometimes necessity anyway. is a, uh, a good a good way to, to, to get you going. Because I've had, I had that Carol Burnett book on my uh, shelf for, absolute ages and it was just sitting there um but then a couple weeks ago i had a tattoo appointment and i was like you know what instead of playing on my phone 
I'm going to take a book. <laughs> so, <laughs> which yeah, is easy really enough when you're getting it, when you're, when you're getting a tattoo on your leg and you don't have to lay funny. Uh, so I was just able, I said, I mean, I probably got at least halfway through the book just during my tattoo session. So that, that really is, that really is the, the secret to, to getting a lot of books read is, you know, when you're reading somewhere at the doctor's office or, you know, mm-hmm. getting a tattoo or whatever, you, uh, and you have a lot of downtime, so you're just flipping around on your phone, read a book. Yep. And, you know, yep. your phone can have, have a Kindle app or your Libby app or whatever app you want to use mm-hmm. for books, so... And the nice thing is, it's those sync. If you have the main Kindle unit and it's at home, it will automatically yeah. pick up where you left off. And same thing, if you're audible, got the Whisper Sync to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boom. Yes, I mm-hmm. I have done plenty of hybrid listening and reading because if I can't read or I can't listen. Uh-huh. But, you know, I got to work and, and I have to go in. I'm like, crap, I got to know what happens next. So I'll be like, yep. right? Reading under the desk and like, oh, 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 that's what happens. Okay. So, so, yeah, if you ever think, I don't have time to read, make time. You can do it. Yes. Yep. You can do it. All that, all that wasted downtime. You can make mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have, if you're like me and you have thousands and thousands of unread Kindle books and you can't decide which one it is, well, or which one to read, uh, there's nothing I can do to help you. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's kind of. I'm still yeah, trying exactly. to figure that one out. <laughs> Same here. I have. I have so many physical. I have. Sony Kindle, I have audiobooks I haven't. Just a good hint, if you're indecisive reading like I do and switch to another book, just make sure you stop right at the end of a chapter. Yeah, right. that too. So Don't stop in the middle back. of a chapter. That's exactly. Yeah, then you go back yes. and try to read it and you're like, now who the heck are these people? Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, that's happened to me before. Like, I've stopped and then like when I go back I'm like what so I have to like go back to either like the beginning of that chapter or sometimes depending on how long it's been since I read the book all the way at the beginning, beginning of the like, book oh, well. yep. Yep. oh yeah been Guilty. there a few times Guilty. <laughs> so yeah all right well, so there's our book talk yep. so moving on to what are we using our eyeballs for when we're not reading (laughs) weird segue in there um so what are we watching which in my case is not a the whole lot because i don't i don't watch tv (laughs) generally um so it's it's pretty much either streaming services or youtube uh, which, you know, I've got a crap ton of YouTube channels that uh, are always cranking out new content. So I'm always trying to get caught up with those. Um, so, but that being said, uh, we recently got uh, Paramount Plus mm-hmm. and it just so happens that it has all 16 
because they brought it back. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> all 16 seasons of Criminal Minds, <sighs> Hello, which Penelope I have been, <laughs> which I have been slowly binging. I'm in the, yep. like halfway through season three. Yeah. Um, oh, it's one of those shows that uh, I would catch it in reruns when it was on. Usually, like if I was traveling, it was one that you could usually find on a hotel room. TV channel, mm -hmm. uh, right up there with the all the five million bazillion episodes of Law and Order. Yep. Um, <laughs> these crime procedurals—they just make them and they just crank them out. So, um, like Pringles, they keep making more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So, but <laughs> I never actually properly sat down and like watched the series. Like I know all the characters. Yeah. I know the characters' personalities. <laughs> But I never just like watch the in order to get like the progression of the relationships and stuff. So yeah. that is now what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and from what I remember, Darcy is still my favorite. Even, even, yeah. Get a little dark, but they're, oh, they're yeah. still good. Oh, yeah. Quite it dark. Get, it can get quite very dark. dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes. Yeah. I'm watching for guest stars. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. So, yep. I mean, um, obvi obviously, the first two seasons and some change. It's, um, you know, it, the the you've got the the cast that you kind of start with, mm -hmm. um, and then things get shuffled around going into season three. Um, so you're like your core BAU group changes a little kind of quickly when you consider how long, you know, how many seasons there are. Yep. Um, but, um, but yeah, but I mean, it's also fun to watch for guest stars. There's like a lot of character actors where you're like, I don't have seen that face before. And then you go to their IMDB and they're like, you know, they played, you know, homeless person number two in, mm -hmm. you know, Law and Order, whatever, and they're like, you know, airport person, you know, plane passenger number five on some other show. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. But occasionally you will have very recognizable uh, guest stars, um, like, um, well, the <laughs> the uh, I, you know, I posted in the t the the chat. Uh, there's an episode with Jim Beaver from Supernatural. Yep. Bobby. Uh, play, he plays he plays a sheriff. Pretty uh -huh. much the same attitude. Yep. He you just says sons of he Beaver. just says he just says sons of bitches and said dumbasses. Yeah. Um, uh, basically when Jim Beaver comes on, they just kind of that's his personality, that's his shtick. So they're just like, okay, here. Just be yeah. grumpy. Be your grumpy self. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What what swear word just, are we uh, gonna have you say repeatedly so we yes. so we don't get them confused? So people are like, how are you playing that other character? Yeah. Um and then there was <laughs> another one that um is in the middle of season three that um has uh Frankie Muniz. <laughs> So. Malcolm in the middle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I think I know that episode. Although I think this is just post well, I don't know if this is post Malcolm or not. It's late 2007, so I can't remember. 
Very postal, very late. When it, when yeah. The middle. Yeah. So. But uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of fun to watch faces pop up. Like, hey, I know you. Where do I know you from? <laughs> this is gonna kill me until I find you on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Three o'clock in the morning. Oh. oh. I and it. I know, and I I know that there's some like big names mm-hmm. that end up guest starring that I'll come yeah. across eventually. Like, I know uh, Mark Hamill is a is a guest star in one. Tim Curry is a guest star in an episode. So, but I haven't gotten to those yet. So, but it's like I don't know why, but I was just like, oh, Criminal Minds. The show was pretty good. Oh, it's on Paramount Plus. Okay. So, like, if I if if nothing else looks good or you know whatever, um, then I'm just like, yeah, let's go watch some episodes of Criminal Minds. And if you need to lighten your palate, there's always Star Trek to go in. Yeah, dive really. into. That is true. That, that definitely. Yeah, after some of those episodes, you might need that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like. Not, yeah, I need to go watch Kirk, you know, punch out a guy in a rubber suit. <laughs> yep. Maybe. Or, or I need to see Q harass Picard for a little bit. Oh, that too. <laughs> or, you know, bust out a, a classic Doctor Who episode. Or there, that yep. too. Yep. That too. It's like, oh, that was horrible. And it's time to go watch the two Doctors for the five billion mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then what little live tv i have been watching that i've made nick and apparently nick's father quite proud because i have jumped on the inter milan football team bandwagon (laughs) i've watched more soccer in like the last month or so than I ever uh-huh. have in my entire life. It's kind of addicting <laughs> after a while, doesn't it? It kind of is. It kind of is. I mean, I you know, I, I wouldn't have any idea like, you know, what to watch if I was just like, oh, I'm gonna start watching soccer. I wouldn't, I would have like not known what team to watch. So thankfully having you know, someone who is a fan and that's their home team. Right. Um, <laughs> helps it's nice nice to have a guide yeah it also Mm -hmm. helps that inter milan is actually a a, a decent soccer team team as well so they've been been quite fun to watch and i mean if you're gonna watch any live sport like on tv you know quote unquote on tv although thankfully all of like the european soccer is also uh, live streamed on Paramount Plus. In fact, Inter just got Paramount Plus as a sponsor. The Paramount Plus logo is now on their jerseys. So nice. <laughs> there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, but their uh, their season's almost over. They they finish all their regular season games, but they're playing uh, for the big championship this coming nice. Saturday against Man City. Um, so Ooh. yeah. So Nick and I, Nick and I, you know, will be, <laughs> yeah. If it's a weekend and he's not doing his radio show, he's usually over at a friend's house, what, you know, have with a bunch of people watching the games. And then like, you know, some of them may be fans of the other team. 
whoever <laughs> Inter is playing. Uh -huh. Nick and I will be in the Facebook chat, you know, like talking about like, oh, that was close, or uh -huh. like, you know, complaining about the refs or per usual, you know, yep. You know, putting up happy <laughs> gifts when Inter scores and then putting a, you know, boo hiss type gifts when the other team scores. So 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 I I have to interject in here really quick because I have a funny story about booing the refs. So when yeah. I was a kid, my parents, we our, our family had season tickets to the jazz. And you know, the 90s, the jazz were pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, a couple couple of finals appearances and stuff. Well, my dad, um, he took one of his older brothers, he's like he's and his family, he's the youngest the next oldest is like 15 years older than him. So his siblings are all way older than him. And he took his oldest brother to a jazz game, the, the you know, professional basketball, NBA. And back then the jazz just had this really, I mean, it was a professional, it's a professional basketball team. It's the NBA, but it also had this kind of real hometown feeling like, you know, this was all our team. This is our community sort of thing. It's kind of gotten away from that in recent years. But anyway, so my dad took my uncle who's like way older than him to this game. And, uh, and, and, you know, the refs made some call. I can't remember what it was. And everyone started booing. And my sweet uncle, bless his heart, looked at my dad and was like, you actually boo the refs? <laughs> and my dad is like, yeah, oh, if they're really bad, yeah. sometimes, sometimes we're, we're afraid they might not make it out alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's just part of the game. Mm, yes <laughs> like yes we See, do the rest yeah. you have to yeah. so that's that's just you know doesn't matter what yeah. sport you're watching the refs are are, are your enemy <laughs> yeah well the thing is it's like i don't know enough about like the actual like mechanics of soccer mm -hmm. so like i know there can be like fouls and stuff handed out yeah. but i have no idea what actually constitutes a foul yeah. or anything so yeah. you know when the, the ref well, calls a foul, I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Well, 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 the ho the hometown team will let you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. I just look in and be like, are we happy? Are we not happy? Okay, that just kind of gives me yeah. my indicator of how I should feel. Yeah. Uh, do, do, do the doggy head. So, does that look like a foul? Okay, I guess yeah. if you say so. Yeah. So it's been, but I mean. As far as sports go, soccer is probably one of the best ones to watch mm -hmm. because it's, it's yeah, it, they're 90-minute games, but the clock doesn't stop. No. Unlike I, other I sports where, injury. like, there's, a, there's a, like a play clock and then there's also, like, the game clock. This is just the game clock. Now they can add minutes. Yes. If they want to. But... Otherwise, I, I, I'm sure they would stop it if, like, it was something serious, like, you know, someone, right. like, right. you know, snapped in or, or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, they, they yeah, typically for, do that. Yeah, but for the most part, the clock doesn't stop until it's half, halftime, and then when the game is over. So it uh -huh. goes by really quick, and everyone's always constantly moving. So yes. it's definitely the, the more enjoyable sport to watch because it's constantly stuff is happening so and soccer players i mean i can't speak for american but presumably this is just a, a soccer player thing it's like watching a bunch of toddlers 
<laughs> out on the playground trying to like play kickball and keep they away <laughs> and keep away because they are the most melodramatic when they when because they're, they're trying to get a you know when like they trip or fall the and penalty. they run into somebody yeah. they're, they're trying the to get them they're trying to get a penalty for the other team so they'll be on the ground rolling and just making all the faces like oh my god my head's popped off or something and then <laughs> next thing you know they're they right are, back up and playing and it's yeah. like oh my god oh they, they, they are worse, they are worse than lakers players <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Soccer players are worse than anyone on the Lakers, and that is yeah. Really they, they yes. It's like watching a bunch of toddlers that mm-hmm. don't know that that aren't coordinated enough yet to be playing a sport like this, but they damn sure try. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally, someone will. There'll be a collision or something where I'm like, yeah, that probably actually hurt. Like there was one yeah. guy that, like, he jumped thinking that he was going to do like a header with the Ow. ball. And collided with someone else, and then when he <laughs> gravity, when gravity took over, he went head first into the ground. So I'm like, yeah, if he's complaining of, of a little owie, I would probably uh, believe yeah. him. Yeah. To quote Sheldon, "Gravity, you are a mean so and so." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, sports ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but. Other than that, uh, it's, it's pretty much either can't try to keep up on YouTube, Criminal Minds, and Inter Milan. And once Inter Milan is done for the season this Saturday, it's going to be nothing but Criminal Minds. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I've been watching, uh, an animated series that just started, I think, episode five or six is going to air this Thursday, Unicorn Warrior Eternal. It's kind of a steampunk time travel animated story mystery. And ever since the first episode, it's had me (laughs) on the word go. And it's on the Cartoon Network as part of their adult swim. And short 20, 30 minute episodes. Uh, Another one I've been watching. Mom and I were looking for something to watch on the weekend over Memorial Day, and one of the TV show TV channels was having a Las Vegas <laughs> marathon, and it was an old NBC show. In I remember two thousands with James Caan. Um, mm-hmm. Oh shoot, he's he was in the Transformer movies. Ah. Oh, yeah, it's Josh Duhamel. Josh yeah. Duhamel, uh, Vanessa Marseille. Yeah. And now it's going to make me want to go back to watch Crossing Jordan because they had a few crossover episodes and they were both on the same network. But I mean, if you want some absolutely funny stories, um, spot the guest stars. I mean, this was right when the XFL football or the Arena League football was really big. And John Elway and John Bon Jovi owned a team. <laughs> so they're at the Montecito and they are just ribbing each other. And I think they even got each other with silly string if memory serves. It I mean it's and interesting to watch. I I don't think it's on any streaming services right now that I know of. So just keep your eye out. They might air them on some local channel or they might have them on 
one of the free TV streaming schedule services. So if you can track them down, it's worth the watch. And then um, the last couple of things I've been watching, um, one of them is from Dimension 20. It's basically a channel that's got all these different types of role tabletop role-playing games. And the one I'm watching right now is called The Ravening War, which is a sequel to, it's called The Crown of Candy, which is basically Candyland meets Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because it's like candy and fruit and vegetables, but they're actually living. <laughs> and whole cool conspiracy thing there's a whole bunch of cool other programming on dimension 20 there's game changer which is kind of a no holds bar (laughs) game scenario situation and then there was one campaign they did called coffin run which is basically kind of like a comedic dracula run game and then another one that i've watched it's through critical role and it's based off a new gaming system that they came up with and they do it at the they just started and it's going to be at the end of every month it's called candela obscura it's kind of steampunk meets call of cthulhu but it's really interesting with the mystery and the way they have it set up and this is they created this their own gaming system with the dice style and gameplay mechanics. And for it being a first episode and me knowing a little bit about Call of Cthulhu and Steampunk, it was really interesting with the cast of characters and how it's done. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how this one uh, shakes out. So that's cool. what I've been watching. <laughs> Awesome. I'll have to check out that Candela yeah. Obscura. I'm kind of I've never read Call of Cthulhu, but there's a lot of like um things that are inspired by it that I like. So I'm like, I'm yes. give that a shot. Yes. Um and that is on their YouTube channel. So if you do a search for that, you should be able to find it. It's not behind cool. a paywall or anything, which is nice. Yes, I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. All right. So Well, I have been watching after kind of not wanting to because some of the WBDC show or or CW. Yeah. Some of those those CWDC shows were kind of like, really, guys? But I heard so many good things about it. I'm watching Superman and Lois because I have been Superman fangirl forever. This one, I agree, is chef's kiss. This is a good one. (laughs) Yeah, I got I got the because I don't have HBO Max or whatever they're calling it now. Um, but I did find the first season of the DVDs at my at the library, and uh, on my birth well the day after my birthday, I said, Jared, can you take the kids somewhere so I can have TV to myself? And I watched <laughs> the first season, and I really liked it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still you know it's still kind of got that overly dramatic teenage angst CW stuff, but thing is the teenagers they're superman and lois's kids so it's okay it's not Mm -hmm. superman you know doing that and and he's a really like 
Clark is like, of course you're going to be an awesome dad, and you're going to, you know, there's going to be mm-hmm. stuff you're going to have to deal with, and it's just, it's just, ah, it's lovely. So I got season two, and so I've been kind of starting to work my way through that. Um, I've been re-watching Inuyasha, which is, you know, an anime Ooh. from early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the manga went on and on and on, because uh, Rumiko Takahashi, her goal was to write 500 chapters of Inuyasha. <laughs> And she finally did, wow. but the anime ended before that. But then after the manga ended, they did like a final act to kind of end it all. And now they have a sequel series, which is Yasha Hime, which is about their kids. Um, so, you know, it's no spoiler to, to you know, suggest that all the main characters get married and have kids. So, so right. I wanted to rewatch it before I went on to Yasha Hime. Although, you know, Yasha has a lot of episodes. And they're mm-hmm. all on Hulu, whereas Yasha Hime is on Crunchyroll. And it's like, explain this to me, guys. <laughs> right. But I I uh, but I have I have access to Hulu and I also have um the DVDs from way back when. And I'm also starting to collect some of the Blu-rays just so I can have them. Um mm-hmm. so there's that. And then also this one just makes me so happy. So like Rachel and Polly have been watching tons of YouTube and one of the YouTube channels I follow and, and I watch some sports YouTubers especially the, they're mostly focused on football NFL football because I, I like football I, you know, this is American football I should I should clarify I, and but you know sometimes the NFL they do some really stupid things and I just was really disgusted by all of that but then I discovered all these really fun YouTubers that were talking about the NFL and their fandom and I'm like okay I can watch these guys cover all that stuff so you know you guys are fun I will support you and I and I kind of keep track of it well one of them his name is Tom Grassi he is a huge Green Bay Packers fan cool point, he has a podcast called the Pack Cast and he always oh. he always ends his his uh, his his shows with you know as always go Pat go well now but he also likes to you know and he does some improv and he like does hits about the teams and things and they're really funny well a couple months ago he got this idea that because there are 30 stadiums 30 professional nfl stadiums because there's a couple of teams that share so there's Mm -hmm. 32 teams but there's 30 stadiums and june has 30 days well what if Ah. we did a stadium a day wow (laughs) yeah yeah, no kidding. Um, and That's so, an impressive so he, challenge. <laughs> it, yes. And he is doing this in order to raise money for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital, which wow, if, you awesome. know, if you don't know, St. Jude's, um, you know, there, there's a lot of kids who have, who, who end up with some really terrible, terrible illness, especially cancer and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they go to St. Jude's, they will, they don't have to pay for, for the medical right. um medical care or anything like this they 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 rely on donations and and uh tom's goal well his stated goal is to is to raise a hundred thousand dollars however he in in the process of going to all these stadiums he's gonna you know have fan meetups he is you know there's certain like stretch goals i guess so like the first one kind of like a kickstarter yeah it's kind of like kickstarter but but you know, whenever he does these charity drives, he's done like charity live streams, like they get to a certain point and he'll do something crazy. Like, okay, so he's a big Packers fan and he calls the Minnesota Vikings the purple incarnation of Satan. 
Because <laughs> he hates them. <laughs> but it's very tongue in cheek. Oh yes. Yeah. So so he said like okay if I so so they, he had the schedule out he's going to start in Green Bay and then it was Minnesota Chicago Detroit so he's going to hit the the AFC or the NFC North team excuse me. Um, then he's like if we raise two hundred fifty or twenty five thousand dollars by day two I'll wear a Vikings jersey in Minnesota. <laughs> and then the next one was like fifty thousand he would. But if they if they raised fifty thousand by the time they got to Buffalo, he would go jump through a table because that's what their fans do. And and he did that the other day. Okay. Anyway, so he's like making videos of him going to these stadiums, meeting these people. He talks to the locals, and they go support local businesses. And so every and it's just, so every day in June, he's releasing a video of him doing this. Wow. And so that's what I've been watching because it's like. You're like you, crazy, you crazy son of a gun. I am in. <laughs> yeah. Have any of the teams reached out to help? So, or? so, um, so, so they, so Green Bay helped out. Um, and actually, he was in Detroit two days ago, and, and like, like he reached out to all the teams and like say, hey, okay. I'm doing this. You know, can I get gotcha. a stadium tour? And some of them, like, like when he went to Chicago. The day that he's scheduled, there's actually a Taylor Swift concert going on, oh. so that caused some issues. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "No, I scheduled this before she scheduled hers." It was actually kind of funny. Um, but Taylor, no, like, who? Like, I don't think so. Yeah, don't think so. So yeah, but he was in Detroit the other day, and like they were like, and they're just outside the stadium, so they're like, "There's not, you know, they're not trying to like storm the doors or anything." But the right. security guard came up to him like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And you know, and he's just really polite and really sweet, and just said, "Like, yeah, we we tried contacting and didn't get an answer, but they like somebody's like, we'll just go across the street, it'll be fine." And then somebody from the from the Lions office came out and said, "Hey, come on in," and they let him film like on the concourse and oh, you know cool. some of the some of the stuff in the scene, which was kind of cool. So anyway, so big long long winded thing is. This is a lot of fun. Even if you have no interest in, in 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 the NFL or football or anything, it's for a good cause. I kind of wanted to highlight it because this is kind of and it's every day in June. He's going to be putting out a video and he does some live streams on his channel and things and on his Twitter. So you can there there's a so on his YouTube channel it has the schedule of when he's going to be in certain cities on what days and um and. And like on a, and then there, the, the the announcement video will talk about the the incentives, the stretch goals. Like there's the the what the one I'm actually looking forward to, much to my dismay, is he's supposed to, when it gets to I can't I think it I can't remember if it was like five hundred thousand. If he gets to five hundred thousand raised by the time he gets to Vegas, he will do the big sky jump off of the I think it's the stratosphere. Oh. And he's like, I am afraid of heights, but I'm going to do this for the kids. Brave soul. Brave soul. Mm. And then if he gets a million, he will get a tattoo, which he is. And it's just so funny and so wholesome and so sweet. And you just, and it's like, you get, you get, you get, you peel back the corporate, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the glitz, the glamour of, of professional football. And you get to talk to the, fan, the, the fans and the people who like have grown up with the teams for whom the teams mean so much. And it's like getting kind of to the core of it. And I just, I kind of love that. And it's like making me enjoy sports more because I have been kind of got, gotten a little cynical about, you know, the corporatization of it and the political and the political 
dumbassery, I'm just gonna say it, of, of mm-hmm. some of these some of these these leagues. And I'm like, you know, this is turning out, this is this is fun again. This is a lot of fun. So like watching these guys who are just really passionate about it and who like want to give back and do good things. And I'm like, I can support that totally. Um so yeah, so I've been watching, I've been watching him. I've also been following it's so funny. There's the NBA Finals and the NHL Stanley Cup. They're going on relatively at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I just love that Denver knocked off the Lakers because I hate the Lakers with the burning mm-hmm. fury of a thousand mm-hmm. suns. Because they are just, <laughs> when you're in the Western Conference, yep. you have to face those divas. And, mm-hmm. and everybody in the media is just like, oh, the Lakers are, you know, God's gift to basketball. And I'm just kind of like, middle fingers right there. Um, and like they were doing the same thing. And, and it's not like I'm a big fan of the Nuggets as such, but yeah. it's like they're, a, they're like a, a, an intermount. They're, 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 you know, the mountain time zone kind of how feel, feel a kindred spirit with them. It's mm-hmm. not like that my jazz are doing jack or crap. Right, right now so it's like you know what you know that that big tall serbian you know Jokic, i'll cheer for him sure he knocked off mm-hmm. lebron so good so i'm kind of pulling for denver in the finals and been watching that and then also with hockey it amuses me that the two teams that are left are vegas and and florida which are like you yep. know vegas is in the desert and florida uh-huh. is the tropics and it's yep. hockey Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I've always had a soft spot for, for, for Florida for the most part. So I'm like, I'm, I mean, I know Vegas is, I, I'm like, I'm like sandwiched between, you know, Colorado and, and Nevada, but I don't know. I'm kind of like Florida. Let's go Florida. Let's go the Panthers. Cause I guess they've had some issues with their team and, and yeah. like, like I know basketball, I don't know much about hockey. I'm kind of like Rachel and soccer. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I just know that rub that little rubber circle that goes in the net. That's how they score. And people punch each other out. Yeah. So <laughs> but it is it is fun to watch. So yeah. Uh, but so when I catch it, I mean mostly I kind of follow it on, on social media and like Twitter and YouTube and stuff, but it's it's fun. I'm hockey. getting back into it. for for me hockey it's like i don't really care what's happening with the game that's just the stuff that happens in between the fights yeah Yeah. exactly i'm I'm just like why are there so so many fights in hockey it's like if there was a fight in in, you know the sports i i tend to follow like everyone would get suspended but they're like nah that's just they just go sit in the box for a while they'll be fine yeah so anyway and you know of course i'm just i'm just catching up like over the weekend I swear I was so far behind on all my YouTube channels it's like that's all I was doing and Jared was like here come help me with this and I couldn't hear him and my earbuds in I'm like watching all my YouTube stuff somehow like just over this last week all my channels just just posted content (laughs) lots of content I'm like must support must support because I love it (laughs) these regular people just doing their thing Anyway, that's my that's all my watching and stuff for me it's gonna be very boring because I haven't been watching anything like I have a bunch of shows that I either need to finish from because the season's over and I have a bit of a backlog for them and it's also shows that I've been wanting to start 
but I just haven't been in like that watching mood. I guess. I I hear you. I know what you're getting at. <laughs> and and most of the YouTube videos that I've been watching, like I can, I was mainly background stuff. Like it's stuff I don't actually have to watch. Yeah. So it's been more like background noise while I'm doing other things. So I haven't really like sat down and watched anything relatively recently. Like, huh? I need to fix this. Eh, it's the summertime. I mean, for the yeah. most part, it's like it's sports is really it. Yeah. <laughs> we're in that it, we're in it, that weird yeah. time right now where we've got hockey and basketball. Although I swear the hockey season never actually ends. Right. I swear yeah. they hand out the stand. It's like, oh, so and so won this. You know, this team won the Stanley Cup, and then like two weeks later, they're like, and a new NHL season has started. I'm like, yeah. Okay, really? Game on. <laughs> but you know, and before you know it, it's gonna be football season again. We'll be in preseason for the NFL. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's five bazillion degrees outside, and the the Colts will be headed to a training camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Oh, it just it just never ends. It feels like yeah, mm-hmm. and then we get the Olympics next year. So yeah, do All right. Well, let's move on to what we are looking ahead towards. Um, And honestly, this list could be so long. It's like, how far do you want me to go? (laughs) (laughs) Like in the near future? I got Popcorn Louisville, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after that, which is very scary to say because I have so much crap to do between now and then, but I will get to that. Um, like, I'm very excited and also very scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, holy crap, I've got so much to do. <laughs> But I'm also very excited because it it it's it's a popcorn, so you know it's going to be a good time, and I'm looking forward to being back in that crowd again with all those familiar faces. And then, of course, not long after that, end of July, we've got Good Omen season two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like the, the minute that that drops on Amazon, I'm like, oh, yes. Nobody disturbed me for the next, right? <laughs> however, yeah. Long. Yep. It's this gonna week, be like putting I on twice in a, the same episode twice in a row. So if I missed anything the first go round, I get it the second. <laughs> yeah. It's like I, it's gonna be like putting on a familiar pair of shoes that has been sitting in your closet for a while. Mm-hmm. Waiting for the right opportunity to come out and be useful again. So I know it's exactly what it's going to be like. I'm like, oh, I missed you too. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Xerophil growly. Everything's right with the world again. Yes. <laughs> yep. So the team up of Tenet and Sheen yet again. Oh my God! Yes. You're bliss. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm a bit. I'm a bit uh, peeved because uh, staged uh, season three is finally. Um, going on streaming here but it's not going to be on hulu it's going to be on Britbox. Ooh. so if you were like me and watched stage season one and two on hulu and have been looking forward to watching season three sorry about your luck well now rachel just sway Britbox has all the the majority of the classic doctor who stuff well yeah i know in streaming, but, including the five-ish Doctor's reboot. Yeah, but I also own most of that. So. <laughs> True, yeah, same here, but desperate times sometimes call for desperate measures when you can't bring the DVD player in yeah. and send DVDs with you. Yeah, that is that is true. Although I just, that's I why just, I yeah. that's why you know I like to own physical media mm-hmm. for a lot of things, but I also. If stuff's available on digital, I will get it digital too, because then I only mm-hmm. need to carry around a little flash drive. Which yep. is useful. Yeah. And it's good to have backups. That too. That too. But yeah. yeah. I uh, yeah. I recently rearranged all our DVDs and I'm like, I got so much classic Doctor Who. And I'm like, I regret nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. It's like it's Doctor Who, like even even with the changing of attitudes when it comes to like physical media and stuff with Doctor Who, you just Mm -hmm. never know when stuff just may disappear and you're not able to get your hands on it. So, yeah, Yeah. if you got physical copies of Mm -hmm. Doctor Who, hold on to it with your dear lives. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. This this is with all our physical media because I'm like. I, I'm very wary of like I don't want I don't want all my stuff just in you know, some nebulous cloud somewhere. I gotta hang on to this. This is this mm-hmm. is my thing. And, uh-huh. and yes, and I mean, yes, we don't have a lot of room for stuff. Me. But I'll go ahead. It Holly. surprised me every now and again. It surprised me because every now and again I'll come home and I'm just like, "Where'd you get that DVD, Mom?" She's like, "Oh, it was in the, you know, the cheap dump bin." somewhere and it's like yeah i know we already got a copy but i just thought backup copy and it's like <laughs> mm, good idea just in case if something yeah. happens i'm just like mom hey good idea <laughs> this is why chauncey and i had had to start a document cataloging <laughs> all of mm-hmm. all everything we own on whether we have it on dvd or on blu-ray or in some cases vhs <laughs> Or oh, digital. Yep. I, I so, think uh-huh. we need to do something similar because it's getting a little crazy but yeah. at the same time. I mean, you know, streaming subscriptions are expensive, man. And it just keeps mm-hmm. going up and up and up. But it's like, I will just buy this Blu-ray and I have it and no one can take it from me. So. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and usually when you buy the physical, the nice thing is that it comes with the streaming thing for free. <laughs> That is true. Mm-hmm. It comes with a digital copy, so mm-hmm. we all win. Yep. Uh, anyway, yes. so, um, but yeah, um, and of course, in in between that, uh, 
in a couple of weeks, actually, we will be getting Secret Invasion. So, oh yes, yeah, I'm excited. I didn't I get it. Forgot about didn't... that. Yeah, it's like I didn't, I didn't forget about it. It's because it's a secret. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how soon it was coming. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's secret Invasion. Be June twenty first, and of course then we've got Good Omens, and then we get Ahsoka in August. So that will keep me busy for the summer, at least. Mm-hmm. In in between, it's like I'll do Popcorn Louisville, and then I'll get Secret Invasion. And then I'll do In Conjunction, and then I'll get Good Omen Season 2. And then I'll do Gen Con, and PopCon Indie, and then somewhere in there I'll also get Ahsoka. So, <laughs> you know, it's Labor here. Day. So <laughs> I'm sensing a pattern. Con, TV yeah. show, con, TV series. Con, That's pretty TV much series. what my summer is going to be like, honestly. So, well, at least you won't um, be bored. No. Yeah, and uh, I mean between that and then the the family stuff that you know we got to do and would like to do and this that and the other thing and I was like was really hoping to go to Las Vegas. Speaking of Las Vegas, this summer, but it looks like it's going to be probably early fall. <laughs> so. Honestly, that's the better time to go to Vegas because if you go to Vegas, it in the probably summer, it probably is. I mean, I've done Vegas in the summer. It's not too bad if you stay inside. So, yeah, yeah, you you don't go out in the middle of the day in the summer in Vegas. Yeah. So, but. yeah. Uh, for me, what I'm anticipating, uh, short and sweet Good Omens 2, and then all the goodness that is going to be coming from Big Finish Audio for the 60th anniversary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. Which those oh. are supposed to start dropping soonish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So on my list is, you know, Big Finish uh, convention stuff. So I got Salt Lake Fanex in September. Um, and uh, I didn't put this down, but also I'm, Jared and I are helping out with ToshoCon again. That's our library systems uh, anime convention for teens. So we're on the committee again, which that's in, that is also in September. I, I uh, forgot that's, uh, but I think it's like a few weeks before fanex so i'm like so yeah i'm in charge of the amv contest so i've got to get judges and all that stuff but it's always a good time uh and then i have two well i guess technically three movies but one of them's a part one and two so um sailor moon cosmos which is which adapts the basically season five or you know the the fit the star story arc in the manga uh so this so it's gonna be um in two parts I don't know if it's going to be a theatrical release in North America. I do know that the first part is out in Japan. It came out over the weekend, I believe. I can't remember. And then the second part will come out at the end of this month. Um, so, yeah, uh, I linked to the, the Japanese trailer. There isn't a dubbed, an English dubbed trailer yet that I have been able to find. I am sure it will be following 
probably be on Netflix. And, you know, speaking of physical media, because they had Sailor Moon Eternal on Netflix, and they still have not released it on Blu-ray, which I'm very annoyed about, because my the rest of my Sailor Moon Crystal collection is just sitting there by itself, and like, I need part four, dang you. Um, so there's that. That's coming out um, this summer. Well, I don't know. The, 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 the English dub will probably late summer, early fall, maybe don't know for sure but I do know that you know it's out in Japan so yay or will be and then the other one which I we actually do have a date for this one is uh the movie for Miraculous Ladybug and Cat Noir uh which I have been enjoying the tv show although this 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 well, mostly this season has gotten a little weird so I'm kind of hoping the movie uh from what I've been able to tell is is sort of a recap of where we got this far and it's looking like it's a little more streamlined and less uh, flittering about and, do, and, and questionable choices. <laughs> also, the animation on it is gorgeous. Like, I, I mean, I like the show, the, the, the Miraculous Ladybug. I like the show. I like the, anima the animation style because it's like it's a TV show. You don't have a huge budget. And, I, and, and it's, it's like it doesn't really matter because you lean into sort of your, your budgetary limitations and you have a certain style of animation. Well, now this has like a major budget behind it. And holy cow, like the character designs and just, it's like you can tell there's still that those same characters, but they're just a little more, I guess is what, what, what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm actually really excited about this. It's supposed to be on Netflix. I mean, and this, this trailer that I linked to has been dubbed in English because it's a, a French production. Um, like based on a French comic, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. But anyway, French comics, they, they are surprisingly like, really well done. And I never really knew that there was that kind of tradition in France, but now I'm learning, so it's awesome. Um, but yeah, so Miraculous is gonna be a lot of fun, I think. And I really hope that we get the whole story and possibly sequels, but Anyway, so Netflix, this would be on Netflix July 28th. So that's what I am anticipating. I'm anticipating pretty much like all like the shows that we already mentioned, like Good Omens, Ahsoka, Secret Evasion, all that lovely stuff. And um, I also play this game called Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is basically you live in this kind of valley and you build it up kind of like animal crossing but with disney characters mm -hmm. and it's in early access and i'm all caught up with like all the story and like there's a new big update coming obviously it's only june which considering now it's june i'm like it's only june who is this but i'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's coming out next either the end of this week or next week yeah i'm like i think we're early june now Right, yeah. So, like, I'm, like, anticipating, like, all the goodness of that. They always, like, add more characters. Like, this one they already announced is going to be the fairy godmother from Cinderella is supposed to pop up, which would be fun. And plus all the, like, secret stuff that they won't mention. I'm <laughs> patiently waiting for this. I'm probably gonna drop when I'm in the middle of doing something else, so I, I have to wait anyway. 
<laughs> I mean, my luck. Well, it'll get there. Yeah. Besides family-related things, that, that's about it. And I'm excited for this summer. Mm-hmm. All right, so next up is the stuff that we are working on. Working that too bad. <laughs> are we not doing the listening to? Or are we saving that? Oh yeah, no, we are doing the listening to. Sorry. <laughs> I just I was I I real I was just gung ho for the Dolly Parton <laughs> reference and hey, it was really too far. <laughs> yeah. It was a good reference. Everyone loves yes. Dolly. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. She's, so she's, sorry, Miss Dolly. Yep. <laughs> sorry, Miss Dolly. I got ahead of myself. Uh, yeah. Listening, listening to, uh, which this is the could still be audio books mm-hmm. technically but it's yep. not something that you could actively read either uh, at least not in the form that it's presented in this mm-hmm. case um so in my case uh thank you audible and those audible credits i finally downloaded part three of the sandman <laughs> <laughs> so which I've, uh, you know, at the at the rate we're going, I'm gonna have they're gonna have all of the Sandman done in in audio version, you know, full cast audio version, <laughs> uh, way before the uh, the Netflix series ever gets caught. <laughs> yeah, so, not that I'm complaining. I like both, mm-hmm. but for different reasons. Like you know, because this the, the audio. The, the cast i really love some of the the, the cast um obviously it's kind of a who's who of uh some favorites uh yes. and of course neil gaiman's friends uh as well so you've got you know, david Tennant playing loki <laughs> you know <laughs> michael sheen is lucifer so uh-huh. yeah um you know, I oh, love Cat Denny. I love, you know, no offense to the gal that plays death in the Netflix version, but I love Cat Dennings' death. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but uh, the 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 audible uh, Sandman adaptations because it, it's it's not like just someone reading a book. It's it's like big finish. It is a full cast audio music and sound and yeah it's it's a full-on sensory production it is they're so good (laughs) also a little terrifying oh yeah but that's that's just the story so little theater of the mind for you little bit But, uh, but yeah, other than that, I just, uh, I mean, I got a bazillion podcasts and I'm also grossly behind on those. Those take a back seat the minute I get an audio book. Uh, <laughs> so they just, they just collect thankfully with podcasts. They don't have due dates. Unlike the stuff I borrow from, from Libby, you know, yep. Libby in my library <laughs> does have due dates. So. Those take precedent. 
they yes, they, they, they kind of do. Um, and then, you know, if I'm at the gym, I got my, my usual playlists, uh, uh, Spotify playlists that I bounce around between just kind of depends on what kind of mood I'm in. So whether it's my workout playlist, which is a little bit of everything I've got a heavy metal playlist, which is the entire Metallica uh, <laughs> discography <surprise> there. <laughs> with some of their contemporaries thrown in, you know, there's some Megadeth, Avenged, ACDC, Black Sabbath, you know, the mm-hmm. likes that are thrown in there too. So I'll probably gear up to listening to more Metallica the closer we get to seeing Metallica, but that's not till November. So I know Chauncey's had their new album pretty much on repeat <laughs> since it came out. So I'll put that as an addendum to, to yes. my listening to via osmosis when Chauncey's yep. listening to 72 seasons for the five bazillionth time. <laughs> Um, for me, my various and sundry podcasts that I've had, and then uh, most currently, um, Supernatural Then and Now, Richard Spate and Rob Benedict, they're back with season four with behind the scenes stuff with interviews from cast and crew, which have been very interesting. And then a quasi new to me, um, podcast that's D is called the dice and friends and kind of a group of characters who die come back and figure have to figure out why that happened and then they have patreon subscribers who actually every week they can help with dice rolls and just like okay if they get this, you can change that. And it's been real interesting. And the gameplay, they're only like 45 minutes to an hour, hour 20 long. So they've been enjoyable to listen to. That's not very long something. for a D&D session. No. no they keep <laughs> it kind of short, sweet, to the point. I mean, but then, but they always wind up ending it on a cliffhanger. And it's just like, <sighs> next week. <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's enjoyable with the format that they've got. So, cool. yeah, that's all I've got for the moment for listening besides my usual music playlist. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, for me, um, my music playlist, because now I'm, uh, now that school's out, I am driving uh, to work with my kids, taking them, dropping them off at my in-laws on my way to work. So we are, I am listening to the Onward soundtrack over and over and over again. Oh, that's cool. What that's what they're into now. Although the, the one song that has lyrics, they'll, they, they sing it in the back, in the back seat. It's called, <laughs> Car- yeah, the song is called Carried Me With You. It's the one that plays over the credits on Onward and, and they mm-hmm. sing along to it. And then it finishes and Lottie goes, I love carrying me with you. <laughs> like, so, cute. so it is cute to hear them. And they're like, you know, there's like the, the, the music 
you know, like, oh, Barley's coming to get Ian from school. Oh, no, there's the big chase. There's this. Oh, it's so cute. But yeah, so I'm not really listening to any of my music because when I, after I drop them off and then I listen to audiobooks, podcasts, what have you. But um, I, a bit, I was going to put this up in books. I was like, no, no, no. I'm listening to the, the graphic audio, which is basically full cast production. Um, it's I'm on book two of the Court of uh, Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. Uh, book two is A Court of Mist and Fury. Uh, so I kind of got onto this because uh, I had somebody ask me for the first book at the library and I was like, oh, okay, I'm sure we have that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like a gazillion people waiting for it on hold. And I was like, is there a movie coming out? Like what, why, what is going on? Uh, although I guess the, the next book had just come out is, is what it was, but I was like, I was like, this, this, this book's been out for a while. So I got on hold on, on Libby and I noticed that there was the audiobook and the graphic audio version, which is the one with like the full cast. But it's like, there's also like the narrator reads most of the book and the lines are read by the, the other voice actors doing the text. So it's still an audiobook, but it's also got, you know, sound effects and a full cast and all that stuff. So it's kind of a good blend between a radio play and, and an audiobook. And anyway, the, the audio, that's what the, the, graphic, that's what the Sandman the is like, because Neil Gaiman okay. narrates. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the, the, the gal who plays Feyre, who's the, the, the main character, she reads, you know, because it's all from her point of view, or at least the first book is. Um, so I got, I got the graphic audio first of, of A Court of Thorns and Roses. I'm like, I'm just going to try this out and listen to it because I know it's popular and I know there's been a little bit of controversy, um, just based on it was cataloged as 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 teen, like like YA fiction. And then I'm listening to it, I'm like, this isn't teen. <laughs> this is so mm-hmm. not. I mean, it, it reads like a YA novel, but the 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 subject matter. I mean, the characters they mm-hmm. act like adults. They are adults, even though it's like so. I guess it's that that weird new adult genre, which I don't really like because it's like. You're right. kind of talking down to 20 year olds, which I don't think is right, but that's me. Um, but I'm, but so now, because I, they used, to, I know they used to be shelved in the teen section in our library and people got mad and they're like, okay, we'll move it over to the adult, which teens still read them. So whatever. Um, but no, it was like really good. Like it has been so long since I have read or even listened to a story that, uh, that like has that fantasy thriller romance kind of I don't know it's just I used to really love YA fiction and then I it's just kind of gotten so weird and bizarre over the last few years but I'm like oh my gosh this 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 story this it's kind of like it's like a, a mishmash of like Beauty and the Beast and a couple other folk tales and it's it's so good and the cast was amazing and I was like ah I'm in love I love it so I finally got A Court of Mist and Fury, which is book two. Um, and I've been listening to to that one recently. And I'm like, yeah, let's go into this. And uh, see, hopefully I hopefully I still like it. I was spoiled on a few things because um, I was just like, when I was initially researching it, like what it was about, because whenever a book is popular and I have no idea why, because it's not new and there's not necessarily a movie or anything coming out, um I, I I really have to like I have to know what's what what is going on and then I found out so 
anyway, so that's been fun. And of course, um, you know, some, just some podcasts and my YouTube, YouTube videos that are more like podcasts, I guess. I don't know. But I listen to them and I'm like, you know, doing laundry or pottering around the house and, and whatnot. So that's all. Yeah, those graphic audios, those are fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. For me, what I've been listening to, besides like Spotify music and all that, is I have this app called History Hit, which is like a bunch of history documentaries and um, podcasts. So I've been walking my way through the different podcasts I have because like each podcast that has like over hundreds of episodes. I'm like, oh my goodness. And um, the two main ones I've been listening to, one was called Not Just the Tutors, which is like random subjects about like the late 15th century to the early 16th century. Or, uh, wait, I, my brain's not working. From the late 15th century to the very early 17th century. Okay. And then also Gone Medieval, which is before that, like right before that Tudor era, um, it talks about like um, all the kings and queens from the era and Vikings and all that fun stuff. Okay, now we can go to what we're working on. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, Dolly. Okay, Dolly. Right. <laughs> now we're working not too fast. Uh, um, I don't know what she's talking about. Nine to five. I've been up since six a.m. Um, <laughs> that's not that's not Dolly's fault though. Uh, <laughs> got insomnia. <laughs> um. Mostly it's for getting ready for convention season. Like I said, Popcorn Louisville is next week. So <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, because I've got, I'm, I'm tabling, um, which I have my table uh, assignment. I'll, I'll post on our social media is like my table the table number and i'm doing two panels um and i've got the schedule for that so i will will post that as well um but then at the table uh i'm gonna have all sorts of stuff i'm gonna have goodies for the 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 younglings that, that come by uh you know, bits and bits and bobs for for them. Um, we're gonna be holding a raffle as well uh, as a fundraiser for our nonprofit, and we have some honestly really amazing stuff that's going to go into this bundle. I need I need to figure out what exactly because I've got. I reached out to some companies uh, that uh, they had 
you know, had uh, either received emails or whatever for through Gen Con, obviously <laughs> doing press for Gen Con, however many years I've been doing at this point, I've got, uh, have gotten emails uh, from most of the gaming companies out there <laughs> that, <laughs> that come to Gen Con. Um, you know, so names that people will recognize. So, so, I mean, obviously, you know, we've given away stuff in the past. We got some stuff um, from uh, Funko. Uh, we gave away the the Gone Girls expansion to the, the Funko game one year. Um, so, yeah, we've had, we've gotten stuff to, to give away in the past. So this time I reached out to a number of the gaming companies and a couple of them were like, absolutely, what's your mailing address? And then they were like, it's on its way. And um, I've got quite, uh, I've got quite the pile, uh, <laughs> but it's not all just for Louisville. It's going to be spread out between Louisville in conjunction and PopCon Indy. So um what potentially could be in said raffle bundle it's gonna be a surprise for both you and me uh <laughs> uh plus one of the panels i'm doing is a game as well so the some of the stuff will have to be divided up for prizes for that as well so along with some other stuff i've been i've been like a like a, a magpie Getting all the shiny stuff. Um, getting all the shiny <laughs> stuff. And now I've got this big old pile of shiny stuff. And now i got to figure out how to, to use it best. <laughs> so, <laughs> But uh, that's, that's a, again, a, a first world fandom problem. Um, you know, and I, I can't say thank you enough to... Um, I guess is a, to wet your whistle. I cannot say thank you enough to the folks at um, Cards Against Humanity and Exploding Kittens. Oh boy! For their for their <laughs> generosity. Tea. Yeah. Sneak peek. Tea. So. Yep. <laughs> so some people know what we've been sent. Obviously, Chauncey has seen it. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> it's all sitting in a pile um but uh yeah so fun times fun times some of the some of the stuff i'm like some of them are like should i give this out as a prize or should this be a punishment for something <laughs> There's one in particular that honestly I think it should be more of a punishment more than anything. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. So but yeah, that's uh, that's what I've pretty much been doing is, you know, I'm like and I've uh putting uh, doing a bunch of crafty type stuff or other things that uh will be available for donations uh you know if people just they don't necessarily want to get into the raffle but you know we've got stuff that you can get in return if you just want to give a donation for the heck of it so that's uh that's mostly what i've been doing that's what the, the criminal minds comes in handy i got criminal minds playing in the background while i'm doing like paper crafting i've gone through three glue sticks in like the last week um <laughs> so 
I'm surprised my fingers have not stuck together um, <laughs> at this point. Um, and then on top of all that, I still have to do my gold standard homework. <laughs> I gotta do I got an episode of Gold Standard to record later later this week and I don't know what's going on with my library at the moment but like I try to request stuff you know as soon as I make my list and Mm -hmm. realize you know I, I I make a list for each episode of you know the movie obviously that we're doing that's the best picture winner but then i also look at the other movies they were either nominated or just came out that same year right like well i haven't seen that i want to watch that so then i go to uh just it's justwatch.com which is almost like godsend oh yes it is it's uh it's essentially like the your card catalog of your library but for streaming Yep. Uh, so you can you can pretty you can adjust movies, TV shows. You can look by actor. You can look by director. Yeah, it, it most of the time it is fairly accurate. Um, yep. Always double check though if it says it's available, like on a streaming service that you use. Correct. Click on it mm-hmm. and check. Just yep. Occasionally, yeah. or it it is on that said streaming service. Make sure it's in English that too because there's been a few times where it's been like oh yeah this is on like this this streaming website and i go to it and it's like it's in spanish and i'm like that doesn't help me any (laughs) if i knew spanish it wouldn't be a problem (laughs) exactly exactly so but for the most part yeah yeah well usually the subtitles are also in spanish Uh, so (laughs) that doesn't help me uh but yeah it's a great website i highly highly recommend you know mm-hmm. if you're like hey get where you know i want to watch this where can i find it go to just watch and they they it will tell yeah. you where it's a, where it's a uh, i i have that one so. I, I have that one bookmark yes like so hmm. but yeah i will usually go to just watch input each movie see where it, you know see where if it's available streaming anywhere and then on what service and if it's one i have then great i'll just watch it on that streaming if it's not and we don't own it then obviously i need to request it from the library so i try to do that as soon as possible usually right after we finish an episode i will immediately start prepping for the next one so in theory i got like two weeks but i don't know what's going on with my library at the moment but the transfer time to get stuff sent to my my branch it's slower than molasses in winter time so uh, i would um, i would call them and see um because i mean i don't know how your system or like how, how you guys if it's like mailed or there's like a delivery truck or something because i don't know but i mean yeah. i can log in and it'll show whether it's in yeah. transit or not yeah and like everything is currently in transit so it should be here soon <laughs> well give it a few days if it's not there in, a, in like i would call and be like is there something going on yeah mm-hmm. if, if, if something has kind of like gotten stuck they, they it it is helpful to know for them to know and for you to like know know like oh this is what's going on so yeah i, I know like because when we had one of the delivery drivers was was out for a good chunk of time and they had to have like substitute 
delivery drivers, everything was a lot slower. And yeah, we 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 had we had issues like that and patrons wondering, where's my stuff? It's usually here mm-hmm. by now. And they're like, well, you know, and then we could tell them this is what the situation is. So yeah. And, or, you know, sometimes stuff gets lost, which I really mm-hmm. hope that's not the case because that's a lot yeah, of stuff to get lost. Yeah. Yeah, I have like seven things on hold at the moment, and they all say in transit. Ooh. <laughs> Not all of it's gold standard stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of it's uh, books and just right, like yeah. other random movies. So I'm like, I just want to watch that. Um, but yeah, at the very least, it's like I kind of need the best picture winner to get here before I have to record on Thursday. So yeah, yeah. that is true. <laughs> At the very least, I need. I should be like, uh, I might get that copy of a uh, crash here before uh, Thursday. <laughs> so yeah. So, but yeah, that's pretty much my life at the moment is uh, having something playing in the background while I go through every glue stick in the central Indiana area. <clears throat> And hope my fingers don't get stuck together. Yeah. Well, I am, I am up to my to my earlobes in summer reading stuff at work. So when I hear working on, I'm like, I've got this program coming up. I've got this thing I've got to do. And holy cow, it's chaos at work. Um, all I will say this week on Saturday, anyone who's local listening, uh, we are having because uh, the the theme for summer reading is that uh, it's all together now and I don't know if uh, there it's sort of a national thing so there might be other libraries in your neck of the woods doing this um but it's like supposed to be about you know friendship and kindness and community so we're doing uh com- the community helpers truck rally so basically we've got like fire trucks and police cars and garbage trucks and uh the, the National Guard is sending over like a Humvee and a couple of, and the city sending some other things and and they're going to be out in the parking lot and you can get up close with them. The kids love it, especially the fire trucks and we might be having a life flight helicopter. We're not sure yet. So that's this Saturday and of course that has been a huge undertaking, but this is kind of our big to-do for, for the summer. Uh, of what's going on so that's so yeah working as far as like working on I'm like I come home and I'm like I'm going to watch something or I'm going to listen to YouTube videos and I'm gonna color because I'm so busy at work right now <laughs> and I'm gonna you know feed mm-hmm. my kids obviously but uh projects it's it's work stuff mm-hmm And for me, (laughs) this is going to be a never-ending project. Trying to cut down on my to-be-read ketchup pile, (laughs) books and shows, and then (laughs) also trying to finish up my Torchwood audio backlog from Big Finish. (laughs) I'm four or five episodes behind on the main range, and then they released a trilogy that ties into two three-part series from earlier in the run. And it's just like, 
I better re-listen to those so I can catch up with this one. So, so that'll be that'll be fun to enjoy. I'm not complaining, but it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> First world plan problems. Yay! Mm-hmm. Where to start? Right. Poor Brittany just has work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're keeping her busy. It's exciting though. We enjoy that cute doggos. So yeah, we do enjoy the dog pictures. Yep. We do enjoy the dog pictures. Yes, we do. All the dog pictures. Always. Yes. So I do get a bit of a break before the next dog show, so relax a little bit. Yay! Oh well, that's that's good. September. Oh, that's, that's a good. Good. big yeah. one. But I'm busy with that stuff, and then um, my mom and I have decided that we're gonna combine our resources and buy a house. Oh! Oh, wow. cool! That's exciting. That's nice. And we're just now we're just. We have a good amount saved. No, just trying to find a place that's close to because we both don't want to like change our jobs. We both like our jobs. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Don't blame you. But we also not looking in Pennsylvania because property tax there is a whole lot cheaper than New Jersey. Shocking. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but but luckily, like my job. Where it is, it's already like right basically on the border. So it's not going to be too bad. And my mom's job's not too far away from that either. So working on that fun stuff. Hopefully get a place by like fall, we're thinking, we're hoping. Fingers crossed and good vibes. You're you're in your mom's Mm -hmm. way. Yes. It's. Yeah, we we did that last year. Yeah. And we did that last year and it was all and and, yeah, and then you can close fairly quickly because I've moved in the middle of winter. It's not fun. (laughs) I've done it too. Yeah, it's definitely not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Not fun. No. Especially like when it looks like it'll be nice and all of a sudden freak snowstorm. Seriously. Uh Uh-huh. Also hire hire people to help you move they are worth it's expensive but it is worth every penny because that's what mm-hmm. we had to do mm-hmm. it was great um, yes best of luck because housing is nuts uh-huh. I, mean, I know it is here i don't know where it is where you're looking but... oh boy well anyway so is that is is that it that what we do that's what we're doing our current yeah. yeah that is enough that is enough <laughs> so hopefully yeah. we have we have have given you ideas for for reading listening watching things you want to do if any of this has uh, piqued your interest we will have links in the show notes for all the things you can learn more or you know figure out where to obtain these things i mean like we said a lot of this is on youtube so if you can get on youtube you 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 should be good um and those show notes are at our website which is the 5 
And that, you know, like I said, show notes it has links to all of our social media where you can uh, leave comments. You can also send us feedback at our email address, which is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. And you can also help support the podcast through our Patreon and our merch shop, which are, like I said, all linked to the website. And uh, leave us a review on your podcast app service thing, because that helps us with the visibility and what have you. So, yeah, so check it out. Um, anything, and and I would really, if you, if, if you read or watch or partake in any of these things, send us your thoughts on it because it'd be so cool to to just be like ah you love this thing too or oh you didn't like it well that's okay um mm-hmm. but just it's just interesting to hear what other people are thinking of the stuff we're interested in and we'll mm-hmm. definitely give that as feedback and uh and of course we we thank you for listening and thank you for feedback and commenting and, and interacting with us on social media it's, it's awesome doing that <laughs> so mm-hmm. hope everybody is doing well and all the best for yes and you know if you're in the northern hemisphere stay cool this summer because uh-huh. i'm done i'm yeah. already it's, it's it's the beginning of june and i'm already done it's summertime. Mm-hmm. It's be a long and if you're in the southern hemisphere and you're having winter i'm jealous mm-hmm. just because it's cooler mm-hmm. or fall or whatever going on I don't know. <laughs> not what we have here no <laughs> it is the office yes i am tired of sweating i don't mind so much but that's me but anyway there are two kinds of people <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep so all right well it's been uh it's been real folks we really uh appreciate y'all sticking around for nine years yes (laughs) oh and uh if anyone out there is or knows a uh you know a wealthy benefactor that wants to pay (laughs) for all of us to get together for uh our 10th anniversary, well, you know how to reach us because Chris yes. just told you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Reach out on, on the on the website and the email and the socials. Yep. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we'll 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 take we'll we'll take a sponsorship, sure. We'll, we'll show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well within within reason. reason. Yes. Well, I, think, I don't think I'm up. We'll, yeah, we'll I don't think I'm up for a Raid Shadow Legend sponsorship, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, my. oh, anyway, okay. with that, we better, with we, better that. Get, we better skedaddle. Yeah, we're going to sign off for this week. This is Brittany and Beverages saying goodnight. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm just saying, you know how many companies we name dropped in this episode? <laughs> Audible, Amazon, gaming companies. Just saying.
Thank you for listening to the Five-ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show, along with information on our nonprofit, Fangirls Give Back. We love our Five-ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly.